Hello everyone, it's Chaz Wagner again. I kind of have the sniffles, so I apologize, but it's February. It happens. But, what do we got? We got episode two of the Single O podcast. Hope you enjoyed episode one with with Peter Godhard of Meriwether Kitchen. This week, we're sitting down with another Australian. We just can't get enough of you Aussies. Why? Because you serve damn good coffee. And, in Courtney's case, table service and fanciness and formalities, which formalities are good sometimes. And Courtney runs a shop. She's a shop manager at Seven Point Espresso in Crown Heights on Washington Ave and Bergen Street, not far from Bergen, missing the E, that cool beer hall started by the smorgasbord guys. Courtney's a big fan of Bergen, and she's not working at Seven Point. Um... It's another counterculture shop, another theme. I don't know if the theme is going to be stronger on the single O of Australian interviews or counterculture shops. I think there's a a strong correlation um, between the two. Let's see. So we, um, Courtney is a shop manager. The shop is owned by um, Phil, who has a bevy of shops over in Australia. And he partnered with Lee. I don't know their last names, but Lee is, has been a Crown Heights resident for quite some time. Wanted um, a great Melbourne cafe in her backyard. Couldn't find it. Somehow a friend of a friend, acquaintance, got connected with Phil, who knows how to do a, a good cafe overseas. Figured he could drop that into Crown Heights. They partnered up. Courtney worked at one of Phil's shops. Over in Melbourne, she's over here now. She won't be here forever, so any eligible bachelors, including myself, if we want to help her stay here um, and keep running Seven Point Espresso and grow the empire, you know, she's she's put that out there for the calling, and I'm putting it out there as well. Anyways, let's get to the episode. We sat down with Courtney at Seven Point Espresso. We're having an event there. This is exciting. Thursday, February 16th. Next week, um, we are sitting down to do the launch party for Drift Magazine, the oh-so-fancy, the oh-so-sexy, beautiful, photo-heavy print publication, and that's going to be Thursday, 7 p.m., February 16th at 7 Point Espresso. Um, Please enjoy the episode. See ya. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm here with Courtney Chapman. Um... She's the manager at Seven Point Espresso here in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. It is about 11.15 on a Thursday, and we're sitting here with a nice drip coffee from uh, the latest roast from Counterculture. Um, so welcome on, Courtney. Thanks for having me, Chaz. Absolutely. Thanks for having me in. What are we, um, to kick things off, what are we, what are we sipping on this morning? Uh, we're sipping on a single origin, roasted by Counterculture, who supply all our coffee here. It's called a La Golondrina. It's a Colombian. Um, tasting notes here, you're going to get a little milk chocolate, a little cherry, something a little nutty. Okay. I really like this uh, particular roast because we're putting it through our drip machine and a lot of customers um, will drink it black, a lot of customers will drink it with milk. Um, I know for me, sometimes, you know, coffee's 
tastes a little bit of black or maybe the milk can really enhance it. And I think this is like a really killer roast that can go both ways. Can go both ways. Nice. And yeah. we're drinking it straight. We're drinking it straight. No milk. That's my preference. Me too. What's this other bag we have over here? So we're looking at the fast forward. That is our, um, it's a year round roast okay. from Counterculture. That's what we're pop- popping through the espresso machine. Um, this one is a little different in that with the counterculture year-round year roasts, they're always um, playing with and altering, um, you know, the blend and what's going to be there in order to keep the flavors consistent. Okay. Um, through the espresso, I guess a different approach. Often, um, where I'm from in Melbourne, Australia, you'd be putting that with milk. So we were looking for something that would be, like I said, cracking black, but also that milk would really enhance. So. Um, that's a really nice, sweet, nutty kind of flavors coming through the fast forward, and I'm a big fan. Love it. I like the name, too. Um, so we got real detailed and real um, real <laughs> granular there on everyone. Let's uh, step back a little. You mentioned Melbourne. Yes. Um, there's a lot of um, Melbourne inspiration here, or Melbourne-ness going on. Um, the, from the inspiration of the cafe um, to your background and where you're from, so... How did Courtney get here uh, to to Crown Heights, Brooklyn? Well, firstly, Courtney's pretty stoked to be in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. I love the neighborhood. Um, Seven Point Espresso was an idea from an Aussie local, Lee, Lee Trehorn. When I say local, she's local to Crown Heights. Been here for about six years and she just loves the neighborhood. But um, knowing the people, she was like, you know, this place really needs an Australian cafe. Um, she had no experience running one at all. Um, and that's where I guess uh, Phil, Phil Gisbers comes into it. He's the other owner here. Um, he's been my boss in Melbourne, Australia for like six or seven years. Um, so she put the word out, you know, does anyone know anyone who has opened a cafe in Australia that could come to Brooklyn? And that's how she met up with Phil. And oh, they didn't know each other. They didn't okay. know each other. I thought they may have been friends back uh back home no before she moved here okay it's it's, it. a, it's actually like such a crazy connection like oh. lee's husband's brother's friend works with phil's girlfriend's sister or something <laughs> like that <Wow. laughs> such a long shot connection yeah, which yeah. makes it even more i think like crazy for me to be here but it shows how um passionate she was to to make it happen oh yeah, yeah. She, she and no and knowing what she didn't know she's like I want there to be a shop, but I'm not going to be the one that gets this thing off the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She wanted to to have an Australian here who had opened a cafe in Australia before, and she wanted to make sure that Seven Point was a proper Australian cafe experience, which I'm sure we'll uh, end Get up talking that. about down the road. Yeah, what what makes a proper Australian cafe. So how did you um get get worked into the fold? So Phil has six cafes and venues back home in Melbourne, Australia. He wasn't in a position to come and move here full time. Mm-hmm. So back in maybe January, I got this phone call from Phil just out of the blue, like, hey, um, if, if I open a cafe in Brooklyn, would you move there for a few months and set it up for me? And I was like, what? <laughs> um, maybe. I, yeah, I yeah. guess so. Um, I don't think it's something that I would have ever chased for myself. And I'm so glad that Phil Phil made that call and that Lee reached out to Phil. Yes. Because, like, what an opportunity. And it's just been such an experience. Yeah. yeah. So this was a little less than a year ago, like January of, of 2016. So, correct. Okay. Um, so walk us through from when that initial phone call happened to, um, you know, where we are today and... and 
the thing about Phil and his shops that um, people might not know is in, in Melbourne, Australia, uh, a coffee, he sort of has a, ha, has a coffee, a mini empire. And they're not all under the same brand name. They are segmented and named differently, branded differently. So which, which shop did you work for? And um, So, yeah. yeah, what's so interesting is that in Melbourne, you know, there's there's lots, maybe a few other people like Phil who own more than one venue. But, you know, you've really got to be in the know to understand that because, like Chaz just said, they're all marketed differently, branded differently. My baby back home is called From On High. Um, from and High was the second cafe Phil ever opened and the first one that I was part of from start to finish. You know, from like when Phil was like, all right, I'm going to open another one, you know, to picking the venue, the marketing, everything. And I managed that place for a couple of years before I came over here. Okay. Yeah. And um, so you... you it's you, You're only going to be here. So you're just helping with the opening here? Correct. Okay. Did you help with deciding on this location how early on were you in the decision making process oh probably a little further down the track so it was about march um march of 2016 when phil first came to new york he first met lee and hugh in person and um lee lee and him went around and you know had they had like a very small area they wanted to make sure that they were within this Mm. crown heights neighborhood checked out a few places and that's how we ended up here on the corner of washington and bergen yeah um the shop itself i think is just beautiful beautiful. yeah um yeah we're on the corner the light just comes streaming in in the afternoon um and being able to see it as the seasons have changed you know my little view from out the front window has has really changed and that's really nice too i bet yeah so after the venue was locked in was probably when i came on board um i you know when it when things became a little more serious i got to um be involved in sourcing suppliers and um you know deciding who who were going to supply us and then doing a lot of the training and setting up the culture. Um, that's been my biggest role here um, as Lee doesn't, um, you know, she helps out in many ways, but not t- technically on the ground. Phil's not in the country. It's, it gets to be my project yeah. to set the culture, train the staff and, you know, make sure the atmosphere is what we want it to be. Yeah. I love the, I love the atmosphere. It's a good energy. Um, speaking of culture, you, the supplier you picked on the on the for the coffee program is counterculture um was that entirely um i mean were you the one that said we're going to go with counterculture or was it collaborative with with um with phil and how did we arrive at having them as the the house so counterculture was phil's call okay um he made the decision i i think it was a good one too after he came back to australia after his initial visit he brought back um, you know, samples from Count Culture, Stump Down, Intelligentsia, Toby's Estate, yeah. who are Aussies. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and we tasted a lot of coffee and, you know, I went on websites and kind of did a bit of research on each of them. Um, but I think the thing that really drew us to counterculture, uh, well, firstly, Phil had been following them for years. It mm. was a bit of a dream come true for him to even be able to email them like, hey, I'm thinking about working with you guys. And then he said one of the biggest selling points for him was the training center that they have. Yeah. You said it's awesome. I've, never, I've only walked, walked by it. Oh, they do public cuppings there. I think the third Wednesday of the month, someone might have to fact check that. Okay. But um, if anyone listening 
can get out there, <laughs> yeah. definitely just, just have a look. There is just the equipment that they have there. Um, it's just like something else. It's next level. It's really exciting. Cool. Um, so Phil, Phil made the call. You guys sampled a lot of different coffees. Um, and then, um, you know, f- what, what makes a... There's this allure and this mystique of, of, of Melbourne cafes. What makes a, a cafe a, a, a Melbourne one? I think what are the characteristics um, for, for the uninitiated? <laughs> the, we take our coffee very seriously in Melbourne, Australia, as I think some people may have heard from the influx of Aussies opening cafes here. I think for us, um, a few things. Um, your three main points would be product, service and atmosphere. Product, meaning an equal focus on coffee and food. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important that you know, you're serving the best quality you know, stuff in your coffee program, but also that people can come in and have like a quality, fresh, colorful meal cooked by someone who knows what they're doing. And, you can, um, you know, being able to do both of those things in the same in-house, place. Yeah. In-house. All the food um, is, is made in-house. Correct. I mean, you make the, your own nut milks and everything. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Um, service. So the Aussie style of service, we're very laid back. We're very friendly. We want people to come in and be on a first name basis with us and have a chat. And um, as Chad said before, like the energy here, just like something really laid back, but with, um, you know, really good service at the same time. Sophistication as well, not too laid back. Yeah. 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 But we want people to feel comfortable and relaxed. And then that feeds into the atmosphere. It's somewhere that you go um, for a social event to have fun. If you want to chill out and spend some time by yourself, that's great too. But you know, it's about meeting people and, and real community atmosphere. Sure. I think in Melbourne, um, we're definitely about um, supporting the local community and also supporting local suppliers, mm. which is one of the reasons that, you know, we worked um, so hard trying to source the best suppliers that we can from um, New York or from the States because, you know, you have so much to offer here. And part of that too is um, really important in Melbourne, just being local and supporting local. Yeah. For, on the food, I mean, are you... Uh, sourcing from local farms and hitting up the farmers markets. Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, one of my favourite stories from there is uh, using the meats from Flash's Craft Butchery. Mm-hmm. They're based out here in Brooklyn. All their meat is ethically raised, um, you know, in New York or in the surrounding states. And um, those guys are really passionate about quality, but also, you know, being ethical and making sure everything's, you know, top notch. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So on the service side too. Um, the unique thing about Aussie cafes is it's it's table service, right? You don't go up to the counter, Correct. but you're with, sit down at the table and you, you're just there to chill. Your waiting staff is is going to take care of you, right? Yes, okay. correct. It's almost like rather than you know we want people to feel comfortable, you get to sit down and enjoy your meal and chat. And if you want a second coffee, someone comes up and gets it for you. You mm. know, like um, you always have. You always have everything that you could possibly want right in front of you. And then some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So um, so you're the manager here, right? You're managing the shop. Um, what is a typical... We good over there? What, what's, what's a typical day look like um, for Courtney from, you know, uh, when you guys open the shop, when do you arrive, all the way to, uh, you know, closing down and... So it's a pretty long day here at the start. I like to come in really early. I love being the first person here, putting the shutters up, turning the lights on, 
setting up the espresso machine and I love having that opportunity to have like a coffee for myself okay. um, before the shop opens. Okay. First coffee of the day is always a double shot latte. Nice. Um, we serve that in a six ounce here, which I think is uncommon. Okay. Um, that's always what I'm drinking. I'm a traitor to my flat white Australians. Shh, don't <laughs> tell anyone. <laughs> so will you have this before anyone else? Is yeah. It? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, that gets you going. You throw it. Yeah. What, what kind of tunes do you throw on? I like it quiet before okay. before we open. Um, I love I love the silence and the peace. Um, so what time is this approximately? About six six fifteen a.m. Okay. okay. And then from six thirty is when the chef will come in. Um, Faye will put the muffins in the oven and the other pastries that we bake fresh every day. And then the two of us will get the place set up and then ready for everyone to come in. 8 a.m. opening? 7 a.m. opening 7 a. M. during okay. the week. 8 a.m. opening on the weekend. Okay. Um, I think I spend the first couple of hours just chatting to the the uh, regular customers who come in for their daily coffee. Yeah. Um, I don't work too hard. Uh, <laughs> so 7 a.m. is... Uh, that's impressive. That's early for a, uh, you know, a local cafe. Uh, most of them are 8 a.m. Um, you see 7 a.m. kind of maybe in, in Manhattan, um, in the um, more commercial office district. So 7 a.m. is an early start. Oh, Kudos. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. who, who are the, um, can you give us some of the, um, the regulars, um, anyone in particular, you don't have to name names, but... Um, Describe them and just how, how passionate or how, how regular <laughs> are they? How committed are they? You know, I, I'm still yet to find a twice-a-day regular. Mm, Back okay. home at From and High, I used to have a three-a-day regular. No way. Wow. Yeah, we were great mates. Okay. Um, it's all right. I'm working you all up to it. You'll be uh, addicted to our counterculture caffeine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Even more. Um, I know a couple of guys who are often in first are parents. So dads mm. who... You know, get the kids up, come down with the kids, get um, a baby Chino, which is um, a little kid's drink here. We do some froth milk with some chocolate and a marshmallow. Oh, wow. Um, but no caffeine. No caffeine. Okay. What's it called? Baby Chino. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A lot of adults try to order it thinking it's like a, another type of coffee. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's delicious. Yeah, Who yeah, doesn't yeah. love marshmallows? For sure. However, you might feel a little silly when it comes out to your table. I know. I know. <laughs> And it won't give you that kick, that yeah. caffeine kick that you're probably looking for. They, exactly. Um, we always have a chat. It's really great, um, me being Australian, everyone knows that I'm not from here. Everyone has, you know, oh, you've got to try this restaurant, or oh, you've got to try this beer, or you need to make sure you check out this neighbourhood. And I think that really drives the conversation every day. I'm like, oh, I went there, I love this. Yeah. And um, that has been really nice to be able to really... Um, have immerse have yourself immerse yeah. myself here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and have people guide me towards that so cool so what have you found other cafes or roasters in New York that um, you've been um, attracted to um, or outside of just coffee shops what are, what are some of the bars and venues that you've, you've really enjoyed so um, one big note here is um, Intelligentsia we've been using Kilogram Tea which is by them that's their line of teas it's pretty new come out Uh and um, that meant I got to go down to their centre and really work with those guys as well so that's something I really love what they're doing and it's really cool to be able to have that relationship with them are they doing the tea here yes oh sweet yeah and do they have a New York center they're in Chicago right yeah they do have a we just went to their office in New York okay Um, over in Chelsea or meatpacking or 
Where I, is that? My geography is rubbish. Uh-huh. I wish I could tell you. Okay. But it's in New York, not... <laughs> it's in not, New York. Okay. It's on Manhattan. <laughs> um, I walked there from counterculture, maybe in about 15 minutes, okay. if okay. that helps anyone. Okay. <laughs> um, but so you I, like their tea... Yeah. Okay. Uh, what really brought me in there, I had a meeting with Amy and Justin, guys who work there, and um, she opened this bag of Earl Grey tea um, for us to sample, and like that beautiful bergamot scent just like really hit me, and I was like, yep, these this are, is it. This is it. These are the guys. Yeah. And then, yeah, we did play around with some of their coffee, which was a bit of fun too. Okay. Do you yeah. have a guest program here, or are you just straight... Uh, at the moment, just straight counterculture. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would never rule anything out for the future, though. Yeah. We're always very, like, laid back, open to new opportunities. And Got it. Yeah. Okay. That's um, been cool. Um, I've been spending a lot of time at Bergen around the corner oh, yeah. here. It's a big beer far. hall. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. And uh, Gold Star around the corner from my place. Again, okay. beer. Been the Gold Star. It's like a craft beer bar and okay. they have I think 16 rotating taps nice. they have growlers you can take them to go okay um, I love um, you know I love tasting new coffees I love tasting new beers you know I think as a barista you know you really work on developing your palate so mm-hmm. my spare time I like going and trying new things and you know using those skills that I have from working as a barista yeah in my spare time to be a, a educated consumer right mm-hmm. <laughs> um so you um, you've been here for about three months, and you you're pro- you're about halfway through your stint. Are you are you trying to uh, extend your extend your stay? What's 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 that look like? I, I did spend a few hours this morning on the internet trying to work out how I can stay longer with your visa. With my visa, um, I I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. So any eligible bachelors out there that want to marry me so I can there stay. We go. <laughs> okay, duly noted. Good to know. We'll put out we're, we're a new podcast so i don't know <laughs> i don't know if it's a numbers game but maybe we'll find someone maybe thanks okay um otherwise i'll probably be heading home in about may okay oh, so you've got you've got the spring you've got the winter with us in, yeah. in the spring there is a big queue of um you know my colleagues back home in melbourne australia waiting to take my job too so i think they're uh, pretty ready to come uh, yeah yeah okay. yeah and you arrived here last may no, I arrived here in September. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. It's very recent. Um, okay. So May May it is. What are, what other what other questions that we have? Oh, what's your so you start with um, just on the personal side, your your coffee love and obsession and addiction. Um, you start with the six ounce um, double shot latte. What uh, what's what's the rest of your day? consist of drinking and consuming coffee i'm very much a, i'll have what you're having kind of person cool go, um, with the flow. go with the flow i did come here pretty skeptical about drip coffee mm. um i remember the day before we open um james one of the guys from counterculture was showing me how to use it and i was like there's no love here uh. like I'm making so much at once, you right, know, coming right, from right. making, you know, one, maybe Hand two poured. espressos or pour over back home. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, it did not take long to have me completely converted. Got like it. So we, you were skeptical. Oh, yeah. Huh. We spent a lot of time working with the guys from Counterculture, figuring out the recipes, mm. how we can extract the coffee great. And it's so consistent. You know, I was just completely wrong. I'm yeah. completely eating my <laughs> words. You can weigh that coffee out and it you know the machine is going to make sure that the right amount of water is coming through every time right, right, and right. you know we're really careful to make sure it's always fresh mm-hmm. and i'm constantly sipping on a drip 
cool. Always black. So you were okay being wrong. Yeah. That, oh, that completely. I'm always very open to being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, do you guys do pour overs here? What no. Are, so you'll do a. Uh, you do drip. You also you you asked if I wanted mine as a French press. So you Correct. do French press. Any other methods? And then it, espresso is our real focus here. Okay, um, so that gets the the name is Seven Point Espresso. Espresso is that's your signature. That's that's what your specialty is. Yes. Can you talk about the naming? The name Seven Point. Yeah. Seven Point comes from the seven points on the Southern Cross Star, which is on the Australian flag. Mm-hmm. We have seven states and territories back home. Okay. A little a little fewer than you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, a little few. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Um, I'm not a huge... I'm getting into espresso. I've been more drip and pour over and kind of Kalita wave is, is what I've been trying out. So, um, yeah, espresso I'm, I'm open to. What I've loved about being here is that a lot of the locals I've found pretty similar to you aren't really into espresso, mm-hmm. maybe haven't been exposed to it a whole lot. Um, and I think the espresso that we do here, in my experience from visiting other cafes, um, we do it actually quite differently to how a lot of American places would do. And what's been really cool is the locals have been so open to trying it. Yeah, cool. um, and we've had fantastic feedback. And how is it different from uh, the other places around here? Um, one thing that I found really interesting uh, was speaking to a local barista about like the temperature of a cappuccino mm-hmm. versus a latte. Okay. Um, at home, we would always serve any milk-based drink at 62 degrees mm-hmm. Celsius, okay. um, as that's the at the time when the milk tastes sweetest. The, the sugars are caramelized the most, mm. and you're going to get the sweetest tasting coffee. Okay. Um, we're all about doing our coffee. And what's the temperature? Do you know approximately what the temperature is here? You said 62 degrees and back home yeah do you know what the benchmark in Fahrenheit is here? oh no I'm not sure is it, well, is it warmer or colder here what? I think warmer warmer okay. warmer um, you're saying a lower temperature really brings yeah. out the, the sugars and a lower temperature and a really dense microphone so mm-hmm. if you sip into any of our coffees be it a cappuccino a latte a flat white you're going to get this really like dense microphone that's like really nice in the mouth super sweet um, and that that really complements the fast forward um, blend that we use here at Counterculture. Okay, so this is the main espresso bean. Correct. Cool. Um, awesome. Um, what else? What else? Anything else to tell us about Seven Point Espresso? Um, the other, you know, the, how about the business community? Other, you know, we talked about the residents, but other shops and people here on on Washington Ave that uh, have been supportive and kind of lent. Uh, Maybe a helping hand. Yeah. Well, uh, we have Prospect Heights Beer Works across the road. Okay. And uh, they supplied us with a beautiful bottle of French champagne for our holiday party on Monday night. Oh, wow. Which is great. Um, <laughs> this past Monday or next Monday? Monday just gone. Oh, cool. Yeah. They're, they're really great. Um, we have, you know, just, I guess, because we're a coffee shop, you know, local local businesses are coming in taking a coffee and there's always been like a bit of give and take which is really nice here too and that's what we do back home in in melbourne you know if you have we would always look after you bring your coffee or back home we would always like drop off coffees so local businesses could call us up and we would just you know walk a few doors up and drop the coffees in um yeah which is really fun you said you were really impressed by here in brooklyn especially and it's so people sort of poke fun at, at, at Brooklyn in this way and that um, it's so local and it's so about the community and, and you said, and I agreed with you and that there's just a bigger audience, there's more people here 
So you can be more niche and you can be more specific because it's just a sheer numbers game. Whereas you said in Melbourne, um, it's it's somewhat lacking. Yeah, in terms of you know things like a coffee podcast or, mm. or like media and news and you know it's sometimes more general. It's more just pure lifestyle. Yeah, got it. Yeah, okay. I think it's really nice here that you know neighborhoods are so close together, but they can have such different vibes or such focused mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. There's really something for everyone here. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I love it. Um, I I plowed right through this uh, the Golandrina. You're you're still. Uh, I'm still, still sipping slowly. You'll, you'll be, I'm afraid knowing my clumsy self, I might spill. <laughs> well, you start your shift. You're starting up uh, in a little bit, so you'll. I'm sure you'll be drinking coffee all throughout the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, Courtney, this was awesome to have you on. Maybe next we can have uh, uh, Lee. Oh, on. come and say good day. Does she come in uh, to the shop? Lee is again the uh, one of one of the um, 50 50 owners in the shop. The local one, not yes. not the one. On the other side of the world. Is she coming in on a regular basis? Yes. Cool. Yes. She's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Um, especially because, you know, being an Aussie who's lived in the neighborhood for such a long time, she's always, you know, she's the biggest one being like, you must try this restaurant. You yeah, must yeah. go here. Yeah. Um, she's been so accommodating and That's great. wonderful. Well, yeah. she's not just pushing her shop and her business, but just pushing the community as a... Yeah. And that was like her real... Up focus on wanting to open seven point is to be able to you know create a place where the community could come together and people could meet up and Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. we have a kids menu we're very family focused um lee is a parent so okay yeah it's been really cool to be able to go down that avenue too yeah do you guys have a little outside uh you have some outdoor space. We seating. do have some outdoor seating. Okay. Um, it's really nice. We have a little bench out the front that the sunshine gets okay. to in the afternoon. See so you have people out there this fall. Yeah. Not, not today, everyone. It's about... Uh, we had a little bit of snow this morning. It's probably seven, eight degrees out with the wind chill. I'm yeah. feeling very excited coming from Australia and having not experienced snow. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's excited the first few snowfalls, but after that, it's like, <laughs> stop. Just wait. Go away. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Next time we'll uh, have to do the, do this over a magic, which is our signature oh, espresso wow. coffee. Is that on the menu or is it? Uh, Absolutely. Oh, okay, I didn't know if it was a secret secret order. It okay. did start as a secret order. And then it made its way on. Yeah, yeah. in uh, Melbourne, Australia, the coffee culture is so serious uh-huh. that uh-huh. Uh, you know baristas came up with this recipe that they said was the magic ratio hmm. of espresso to milk, no which way. I agree, it's pretty tasty. And, uh, you know, it wasn't really on anyone's menus. And you would order a magic and that would be like your way of testing whether or not, you know, the cafe you're at really uh-huh. took their coffee like program se- seriously. Like a secret burger. Right. Really, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a speakeasy kind of vibe. For sure. For sure. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's been really fun to be able to bring that here and get to tell that story. Like, yeah. You, you drink a magic? You know what you're drinking. I'm not looking at the menu right now. Um, is it nondescript? Is, does it just say magic and, and I'm putting trust in the barista to serve that up or do you guys describe it to people ahead of time it says magic straight from melbourne love it love it so they've got to ask and i'll tell you the story okay. yeah yeah i'd prefer if everyone could tap the side of their nose when they ordered it <laughs> okay okay i love the story this is a great uh closure for the the podcast thanks courtney this is a pleasure chatting with you pleasure too thanks for having me Chaz. thanks